I'm Emma Davis, amateur biologist. And I'm Clay Davis, amateur at sex. We are the animal sex birds. Join us on our journey to discover the wild, wet, and wonderful world of animal reproduction. So we have some exciting news to share. Today we did something big. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) No, we bought a bed frame that is elevated to fit Bruce underneath it. So Bruce can continue to sleep under our bed. Yeah, we got a new new bed frame and it came with like six inches off the ground. And the guy at the store was like, well, we can custom lift this up about another 10 inches or eight inches. And so that's what we did. We so, got a lift kit on our bed. <laughs> we got so a lifted for Bruce, Bruce, our doggo, can fit under there. It's where he sleeps. Yeah. He always crawls his big body under there. So it's what we do. He's an only child. <laughs> it's a symptom. We're going to talk about sloths today. Tell me about them. Oh, buckle up. So we're talking about sloths today in the sweet name of baby Lydia. Uh, she loves sloths. She has sloths all over her lunch pail. And this was her request. Let's do it. So I've always been curious to know if the sloth sex is equally slow. Slow and methodical. Yes. Passionate, if you will. And or <laughs> dirty, because they're kind of dirty little creatures. Yeah, they are filthy. So sloths have been on this planet for almost 64 million years. That's a long time. That is a long time to have been on the planet. And a lot of people think they sleep a lot, which is kind of true. But rather than long periods of sleep, they take frequent naps. See, I'm into this. I'm into this animal already. Uh I'm a napper. I'm proud of it. No shame. No shame in the nap game. And they sleep a total of eight to 10 hours per day. Okay. So that's not too, that's not a ton. Yeah. At top speed, so when the sloth is threatened, they can cover one meter in about one and a half seconds, which is equivalent to one and a half miles per hour. I, I just like thinking about sloths at top speed. Yeah, they're like, tiger, tiger. And they're like, <laughs> I mean, one and a half meters in a second, that's, you know. Yeah, but that's like f- flight or fight. Yeah, that's a moving at the fastest. Uh-huh. Okay. They have an amazing symbiotic relationship with like a whole ecosystem, basically. Their fur provides a habitat for moths, beetles, algae, and fungi species that are only found in sloth fur. Nowhere else. They're their own ecosystem that we need to protect. Or wash. I'm not really sure. (laughs) But yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool that they're not found anywhere else. They just live on sloth fur. I've seen pictures of them like all green. Exactly. So that is the benefit that the sloth gets from hosting this little planetarium is they get camouflage and some antibacterial properties from said ecosystem. Nice. I like it. Symbiosis. They are hypsodonts. Welcome, Bruce, to our podcast. (laughs) Bruce and his bone. Anyways, sloths are hypsodonts, which means that their teeth and nails grow continuously throughout their lives. Their teeth are always growing. Like a beaver who has to wear them down. I'm not sure. I'm not a sexpert on beavers yet. 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 (laughs) They live almost entirely in the treetops, like in the canopy. But... They will come down to the ground once every like five to seven days 
to party. To take a poop. To poop? Yeah, it's it's very considerate that they don't poop from the treetops. There's not just sloth turds falling from the air? Yeah. It's actually so animals can't track them as well. They're not leaving like their scent everywhere in the treetops. But oh. I thought it was like a nice compassionate act. It seems like a bad thing that it would be the one time that you are susceptible to predators that you come down from the tree, you're taking a poop and then predators come and chase you. It's like supposed to be a relaxing moment. Yeah. I think of when um, when we go backpacking, when I go pee at night, I go out and I'm like, oh, I'm in nature. This is nice and relaxing. But I'm also like, I might die here. I'm pretty sure I can see eyes in the bushes. Yeah, I feel that. The three-fingered sloth will actually use its tail to dig its little poop hole. Huh. That seems a, a nice little handy tool. little, like, backpack shovel. Yeah. Got to dig eight inches. At least 200 feet from any water source. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Leave no trace. Adult sloths can survive falls from the treetops up to 100 feet. Like a cat? N- uh, No. You know how cats like always land on their feet. Do you think sloths like turn in the air, and or do you think they just like slowly fall from there and just hope they land okay? Yeah, I can't imagine that they're as like quick and agile as a cat, so they probably just like just flop on the ground and then they're like, the air. "Oh dang!" I, I picture them like bouncing off tree branches and spinning through the air, and then just like hitting the ground, and be like, "What? What the fuck just happened?" Have you been watching like sloth cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> really not enough. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking though. So there are two-fingered and three-fingered sloths. Three-fingered sloths have longer arms than their back legs, and they have additional vertebrae, so they can turn their heads a full 270 degrees. So that's like, they can look over their left shoulder and look over their right shoulder, so they could probably see full full 360 with their peripherals. Maybe. That'd be ideal. Very flexible. Defense mechanism. It's kind of like... The exorcism, you know, where the girl's head spins <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, she's just spewing vomit. Gross. The males and females of the three-fingered sloths are easy to differentiate. The males have a orange and black stripe on their back called a speculum, which is kind of like short, slick fur. Isn't a speculum like a thing that the gynecologists use? <laughs> yes. Good job. Yeah, yeah I'm proud of you for doing that. <laughs> The female may or may not have a colored stripe on their back, um, but it would be more subtle if they do. And then the two-fingered sloths are very hard to differentiate. They look very similar. They do externally, and it is difficult to find that dick. (laughs) So there have been multiple cases of biologists, zoologists, sloth keepers sloth experts who have tried to either put a pair together to mate and then they have later found out they are the same sex and or put two together thinking oh they're the same sex they're just gonna hang out and then they end up pregnant huh it's like the opposite of the hyena where they like both look like they have dicks yeah but this one has like they're just both little it's just kind of a mystery it's like a yeah knee. so when they have to figure out male or female they often require anesthesia because sloths can get so aggressive when you try to peep their bits that seems like pretty rapey to me it's like very bill cosby-esque it's like 
I'm going to drug you up and then look at your bits. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's weird. I thought it was like a medical intervention, but... I mean, it is, I think. Now you make me feel creeped out. Feel weird about it? Yeah. I did do um, a little Google image search, and yeah, their genitalia looks like a little innie outie belly button. Like there's some innie and there's some outie, and it's really hard to tell what's what and who's who. Interesting. So when it comes to finding a mate, mating season varies based on region... Probably weather, food sources, species variety. But in Costa Rica, they mate year round. Yeah. Tropical life. I can yeah. see that. Pura that, Vida. Yeah. Pura Vida, baby. They're like drinking green tea and meditating and just banging. Or I was thinking like rum and cokes and sitting on the beach, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, teach his own. What do they call it? What are the hostels? Hostel going to hostels? Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know? (laughs) Sloth hostels. (laughs) Sloth dolls. (laughs) Just getting after it. Because they are such slow movers with such slow metabolisms, they don't have a lot of extra energy to search the canopies for their one and only. So it can be challenging to find a mate. I get that. Yeah. You don't want to burn a bunch of gas money trying to, you know, drive around from city to city. Yeah, like in high school or yeah. now. Both. The three fingered sloth will enter estrus monthly for seven days and her activity level will increase by about two hundred percent. So she's just going crazy, getting all revved up. Looking to find the her baby daddy somewhere. Exactly. And she will make this high pitched sound to help attract the males have you been practicing i have (laughs) i i'm in the mood right now i don't know (laughs) did that work it might have worked i hope our listeners aren't like just all turned on now coming through the canopies at me coming at you that's pretty good the two-fingered sloths do not make noise silent strong silent type yes exactly they're like, I will not be hollering at no boy. But they secrete some pheromones from their genital glands. Oh. Which in turn makes them rub their little beholes all over the tree branches. <laughs> so the potential mates can follow her scent trail. She's just grinding up on branches and sticks. Leaving little skid stains. Ew. And then the female will wait for all of the males in the canopy to approach her. Let you know, come. she puts it out there. The milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. If you want it, come get it, you know? I get it. If more than one male approaches, the males will fight for her love. I would love to watch a sloth fight. I feel like it would be both exciting and boring at the same time. That's how I feel when you want to watch any of the like MMA fights. No offense. They're way better than like sloth fights. I feel like it'd be like an MMA fight, but in just slow-mo. Kind of, yeah. So they will try to knock their opponent out of the tree by biting, clawing, and holding on to each other. And the holding on to each other in particular is what I think of MMA fights. Like, I'm like, why are they just hugging so much? Yeah. I. <laughs> you can't relate. I mean, you like that. Well, they're not hugging. It's like, you know, it's wrestling. It's jujitsu. Painful hugs. Anyway, it's not for everybody. The losing male will cry out a high-pitched noise to signify that he has lost and he is sad. 
Exactly. It's like the sound of heartbreak. It is rare to witness sloth sex. It is unknown if there's any homosexual sex in the sloth world. They form close bonds, but because sex is not frequently seen by humans, who knows if it's happening, you know, behind closed doors. They're secretive. They are. So there has been footage showing sloths mating in the wilderness, and they get into all sorts of different positions. Getting after it, getting freaky. Yeah. I like that. They, <laughs> they let gravity win, really. So they'll hang upside down. They'll be front to back, face to face, hanging from branches. They're very flexible. They are. Very athletic. Athletic, like a gymnast. Nice. Good for them. And it'll last less than a minute. So a long time. Long time. <laughs> so the same as a human. He will stick around and he's going to want to mate for several days. I get that. He will try to defend her from any other males approaching and fight them off. However, she's kind of seeing if the grass is greener on the other side. She will wait until he's taking his little nappy nap. Uh Uh-oh. And she'll bang another dude. That seems terrible to me. He's just like, he's worn out. He's putting in work and he's just like, I'm tired. I got to take, I'm going to eat a sandwich and take a quick nap. And she's like, I wonder what the neighbor Jerry's doing. Yeah. I saw Jerry eyeing me and I'm going to talk to him. I saw him the lawn with his shirt off the other day. Yes. <laughs> she will increase her likelihood of having a successful pregnancy by just banging a lot. That's a good way to do it. And then the male will also mate with as many females as he can find and win over. So if he's like a good MMA fighter, then he gets the ladies. The canopy is his. Got it. King of the canopy. Yes. That should be a movie. That should be a uh, a tournament, an MMA tournament. Oh, I hate fighting. And then the like trophy's a sloth. <laughs> a live sloth. <laughs> <laughs> you win a live sloth in a cage. Pregnancy will last... 11 months for the two-fingered sloth. Oh, a long time. Usually, they have just one baby. It's possible that they will have twins, but only one will survive. Because there's only room on the mom's chest for one baby, so the weakest twin will be rejected. Oh, man. But it allows for the stronger to survive, you know? Yeah. Hitching that ride on mom's tongue. Yeah. She'll have one baby every two-ish years. And no one knows the gestation period for a three-fingered sloth because they have not successfully reproduced in captivity, but it's estimated that it's probably about six months. So a little bit different between species. When mommy is ready to give birth, she will come out of the tip-top of the trees in the canopy and come to a lower-hanging branch, and she'll hang upside down, which kind of, I think of like a push-pop, like I'm like... Pushing the wrong way. She's not really using gravity yeah, to help she's, her. So she's she's got her her bits facing up. Yep, bits in the air. Baby <laughs> baby shoots out. And the reason she goes to a lower branch is because if the baby falls during birth, it's a quick retrieval. So she can scramble down probably pretty slowly and swoop baby up and then get back up into the trees. I like that it's not lower branch so the baby will survive the fall. It's like a lower branch so like I don't have to spend as much time to go get this baby. Exactly. Make it quick. <laughs> yeah. Although I did read that once the baby is more mature, I think it was like six months, 
that if baby falls off of mommy, mom's like, hmm, well, good luck down there. It's a long way. Yeah, exactly. You're big enough. Figure your way out home. Emancipation. It's like a latchkey kid. You're like, all right, I hope you get home. Let yourself in. The daddy will not be involved in raising the young. So the mom will spend the next year holding on to that baby. So following birth, the baby will crawl up onto the mother's chest and cling to her fur. The baby will hold on there for the next six months, nursing small amounts of milk through the day. Sloths do not store milk. It's produced like drop at a time. So huh. a little drop and a little, a little drop and a little. So they don't have like udders or teats, teats or breasts that Correct. hold the milk, mammaries. Sloth boobies. Yeah, sloth. They don't have sloth boobies. So they just like, it comes out a little bit at a time and the sloth baby just laps it up. Yep, a little bit at a time. Baby will also sample the forbidden fruit of what leaves taste like from the little crummies around mom's mouth. There has been a miraculous story of an interspecies adoption within sloths. Was it a pony? No. (laughs) Not that exciting. Not that miraculous. It's not one of those like the dodo stories. I don't know the dodo story. You know the dodo. The dodo on the internet that shows you all these cute little loving animal stories. No, I don't know the dodo. Oh my God, I know what we're doing later. (laughs) So in Costa Rica, there was a report of a three-fingered sloth adopting a two-fingered sloth as its own baby. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Wow. Did, so, and forever? They were just like... Forever. Or just raise it to adulthood, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. A sloth in need. Deserves a home indeed. <laughs> were you going to say something else? No that's, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. No one knows how long a wild sloth can live because, again, they're hypsodonts. You can't age them based on their claws or teeth but in captivity the oldest three-fingered sloth lived to 27 years her name was patricia oh patty i made that up and (laughs) the oldest two-fingered sloth gerald was 50 50 years old and in captivity i made that up too yeah so so in the wild it's anticipated that they would live longer because in captivity they have increased stress unnatural diets they're sedentary they're not at home you know you're always more comfortable at home yeah on vacation where it's like you get kind of backed up and yeah not eating so well not sleeping so well yeah sometimes when we go camping like i won't poop for like two two and a half days oh i was thinking more like like flight days like when you go on a flight oh yeah no poops you know yeah they're just like stage where they go Sloth futures are in the hands of humans. They cannot travel between broken up pieces of forest. So if you've got a big forest and you put some roads or power lines or a town through it, they won't be able to get to the other side. So it has just Mm. shrunken the size of the canopy that they can live in and made in, which is sad. I wonder if there's like little islands of forest where there's just like one or two. Maybe. I thought you were going to say, I wonder if there's like an underground subway system for the sloths to go from one forest to the other. Maybe they could create a bridge that's just like fake canopy 
that strings from one canopy to another, like a like a drawbridge. Yeah, like um, suspension bridges. Yeah, but like so, there's nothing under, underneath, and they can just like travel through the canopy. That's a great idea. Or just not they want. cut a lot of forest up and leave some forest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought about this a moment ago when I said underground subway. When I was in elementary school, I did a project on the Underground Railroad, which, you know, was like a secret way of saving slaves. Yeah. And um, the whole time I thought it was literally an Underground Railroad. And I remember at the end of my presentation, the teacher said, so Emma, is the Underground Railroad actually an Underground Railroad? And I said, yes. Confidently. Confidently. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Some sloth species are unfortunately endangered and some others are listed as vulnerable. So we got to protect those little slothies. A lot of this information came from slothconservation.org. Should you be interested in, you know, joining their club or yeah, donating or whatever search. you want? No, you. I meant you. Specifically. Oh, me. <laughs> I'm interested. Any questions about the sloth? You know, I I don't have any at the moment, but... I do appreciate you enlightening me. Well, you know where to find me should anything hit. Like if you can't sleep tonight thinking like, where is their genital gland? I just, I can tell you more. I just jar awake in the middle of the night and like, I have a quick question. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll keep it in mind. Well, thank you for joining us on this wet and wild Wednesday. We are now releasing a new episode every other hump day. All right. So look forward to it on your, uh, podcast platform of choice also find us on instagram at the animal sexperts or email us at the animal sexperts at gmail.com with any questions concerns or love notes okay okay bye soon bye